Welcome back. I'm glad you're here today so that we can talk about health and fitness in a very realistic and empowering way. I try to choose topics that make you think about your habits and if they are helping you or if they're hurting you. I also try to choose topics that help you see that you may already be doing a really fantastic job and you're being hard on yourself or point out things that are really tiny that can help you make small steps in a different direction that add up to big results. I just try to keep the topics very positive and in a way to make you really think about what you're doing and to also even appreciate what you are already doing. And today's topic is going to be no different. Today, I want to talk about heart rate monitors or smartwatches, however you want to do them. There's different ways to do it, which we'll talk about in the episode. But I want to talk about if these devices are actually helping you or if they're hurting you. I'm going to give you pros and cons, and I want you to really think about yourself. Maybe you use a smartwatch to track your heart rate, to track your steps, to see how often you work out, to see the calories you burned, whatever it is. And maybe you don't. Maybe you've just heard people talk about it, and you've wondered about them and wondered if it would be a good fit for you. So as I talk about it today, you may decide, yes, it's a good fit, or you may decide, no, it's actually not a good fit for me based on the pros and cons of how people are treating these devices. And as we talk about this today, please don't forget that if you find this episode helpful to share it on your social media, to tag me, to write a review, let me know that you enjoyed it. That makes a huge difference for the podcast and our ability to grow. And today I want to give a shout out to Laor Lavette. It's called Great Podcast. Love, love, love this podcast. I think this is the first one I've ever heard that talks about adding more, growing, or focusing on what we can do over focusing on what we can't do or can't have. I'm a 59-year-old grandmother of 16 and a 20-year firefighter, and I've listened to many podcasts over the years, and I've been impressed with your knowledge and experience that you share. Your real-life look at life is awesome, and I believe helps others feel that they are not alone. I retire next month, and I am excited to spend more time with family. Thank you for sharing your ups and downs. No, thank you so much for the review. That is one of the number one things I want you guys to understand. You are not alone. Like, I feel like as mothers, and especially females, or just people in general, it's really often to feel alienated when we feel something or when we experience something. But most of the time, other people think about those things or feel those things. They just don't openly talk about it. So... I am more than happy to talk about all those things so you know that you aren't alone. In fact, you're so much not alone if you're a mom of little kids that I had to record this intro probably five times because my kids kept coming in. I normally record in the morning when everyone's at school, my littlest is at preschool, but I had to record in the afternoon. Everyone's home. Everyone's like, mom, mom, I need a snack. Mom, where's the water? Mom, why are you in here by yourself? Mom, mom. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So I I understand what it's like to be you. And if you hear little voices in this episode, you will know why and why I record in the morning. But I want you to know I am with you and you are not alone in this health and fitness journey and really in this journey of life. And as we get into today's episode, you know, as we talk about the heart rate monitors and how they affect us, something else that majorly affects us is our sleep. You know, I'm big on it. I promote actually a lot of products that focus on sleep. And something that I love, I found beneficial, is the Cozy Earth 
sheets. They are the best. They're made out of ultra soft viscose from bamboo. They even have pajamas that are so comfortable to wear. I like them because they are temperature regulating sheets and I run a very different temperature than my husband. So they do help. Obviously, it's not a miracle worker, but it does make a difference. They have a 10-year warranty and they were on Oprah's favorite things list in 2018. And my listeners will get 40% off site-wide with the code SIMPLE40. Again, that's SIMPLE40. They have sheets, they have bedding, they have pajamas. They're super soft and they're really amazing. Again, that's Cozy Earth, SIMPLE40 for 40% off. All right, let's get into today's episode and let's talk about smartwatches, heart rate monitors, health trackers, and if they are actually helping you or if they are hurting you. My name's Andrea Allen, and I am a mother of four girls under seven, a wifey to a mountain man, a personal trainer, and a nutrition coach. I love all things women's health and fitness, but let's face it, the fitness industry is complicated and it's not built for the everyday mom. There's so much conflicting information, and you're busy and you don't have time to figure it out. I hate feeling confused and overwhelmed, so I have made it my mission to simplify health and fitness while creating a welcoming, realistic, and empowering home for like-minded women. I'm happy you're here, and I hope you stay a while. So as we get into this topic today, I want you to think about yourself and think about your own behaviors. Because as we say, is a smartwatch or a health tracker helping you, a Fitbit, whatever you use, is it helping or hurting you? That's going to depend one billion percent on the individual and how your mindset is around the tracker that you are using. For some people, I think it can be very, very beneficial. For other people, I'm like, get your watch off and stop wearing it. It just depends on the person. So the important thing about this episode is to think about yourself and your own habits. I'm going to list a couple of pros and then I'm going to list a couple of cons. And you're going to have to think about which one connects more with me or which one is more important when it comes to not only my physical health, but my mental health. Because there have been studies that have linked some of these devices to mental unease, which we're going to talk about a little bit. So you really do have to think about this as an individual. First, let's talk about the pros, because there definitely are some. The devices are pretty amazing, and the truth is they do help a lot of people with consistency. That's the first one. Sometimes people love to be able to see how many days in a row they exercise. That makes them feel motivated, and it makes them want to get up because they love being able to check it off. It's like people who love to-do lists. You probably love being able to see how many days you've exercised in a row or how many steps you've taken. That can be very empowering for some people. It can help you make sure you're doing a variety of activities because some of these devices can track in different ways of like, you know, if you're cycling, what's going on, or if you're running and distance and some other things. And that can be very empowering because it can help you make sure you're getting a variety. Another thing it can do for us is it can create some accountability, which is great. We we can use some accountability sometimes, and sometimes we really need that. If you notice on your watch, you know what? I normally take X amount of steps in a day, and today I've only taken six. It might help you be like, you know what? I'm going to park in the back of the parking lot, and I'm going to walk to the front of the store instead of trying to find a spot in the front of the store. Because if you know me, I'm going to circle Target 27 times so I can find the closest parking spot. Okay, maybe not 27 times. I only do it 21 times. But that can help us be like, oh, I haven't walked very much today. Let me figure out how to walk a little bit more, which is a good thing. That's really fantastic if we notice, you know, one day we're sitting around 
Or it can be really fun to watch those rings check off, where if you have an Apple Watch, the rings can track steps and distance and all kinds of things. And so that can be fun to be like, oh, I said I was going to work out this long today and I did it. That can be motivating. It can create consistency. It can create accountability. And the other thing that can be fun using your watches, I've seen these in some fitness classes, is if you work out with a friend, it can be fun to say, okay, let's both go on a run and let's run for this long and try to run this distance. That's a fun activity. Even if the watch is not completely accurate, it's creating accountability. It's being fun. I've been in a CrossFit class once and my husband used to go to CrossFit regularly and they would do really fun things. And I've done this even with my husband because we have a rower here where we say, let's row and you'll see how many rows you can get to get to so many calories. It's not about the calories. It's about trying to work really hard in that moment to hit that calorie. Again, it's just for fun. So it can even be used to make fun little competitions with friends or fun little accountability in classes. Whatever it is, you can lay out something you want to do. You know what? Let's both bike for 20 minutes today and let's try to go this distance. Those are fun ways the watch can empower you and make you feel connected even to other people when we do this with other people. It definitely does create consistency, accountability, and the main piece of that is awareness. It can help with awareness, which is very positive because oftentimes with nutrition and with exercise in general, we are very unaware of what we're doing. The watch can bring awareness to how much we're moving. Now, the issue with awareness and accountability And even consistency is they can all turn into obsession. And that is what I'm going to talk about next. We've talked about the positive things. Those are all fun. They're great. Now let's talk about some ways that you may actually be making your app tracker, whether it's a health device, a Fitbit, an Apple Watch, a Garmin, whatever you have, a Whoop. I know they measure sleep and all kinds of things too if it's turning into an obsession and becoming a negative aspect for you. First, let's talk about heart rate. So recently I had a client come to me, and to be honest, this kind of happens on a regular basis. I'm used to this question, which is one of the reasons I want to address it on the podcast. She came to me and said, you know, I've noticed that when I'm doing your workouts, I my heart rate's not getting as high or I'm not burning as many calories and I don't understand. I used to burn more when I would even like casually jog. And I had to explain to her, you're using a heart rate monitor like a smartwatch, aren't you? And she said, yes. And it's more of the smartwatch because it's on your wrist. And I explained the reason why this happens is because when we are doing exercises where our head falls even with our heart or below our heart, it will not track your heart rate correctly. When you're standing straight up, all the blood flow goes to the heart. So it pumps on a regular basis. It's not that it's pumping differently, but when we go into a push-up, a burpee, a laying down position, maybe even leg walks or anything where we're laying, the blood is no longer necessarily rushing to that part of our body. So it's gonna change the way that the heart rate monitor monitors things. So for example, if you are doing a steady state cardio, you're on a bike, you're running, your smartwatch is going to have no problem or whatever your device is, no problem monitoring your heart because it is steady. You are upright. Nothing is moving in a weird direction. If you are doing yoga where you're in downward dog, it's going to 
change how it's monitoring your heart rate in that position. And let's think about it. In yoga, sometimes you'll be in downward dog for like 30 seconds and then you do something else and then you'll come back to it or however long that's going to change the heart rate. In some of my workouts, I use interval training and I do have them down on the ground or doing movements like a mountain climber. When they go down into the mountain climber, their heart rate will lower, which makes it look like they're burning less calories, but they're not. It's just because of their body positioning. And so it's not accurate. Then if they jump up and look at their watch, they're like, oh, I'm not burning very many or I'm not, my heart rate's not very high. That's not what's happening. It's that your body positioning is changing. So that's number one. If you are looking at it for heart rate or calories, understand if you are not doing a steady state activity where your head is always above your heart, it will not be totally accurate. I tried to look up stats for how accurate um, the best heart rate monitor was. And obviously, most of them said the chest monitor where the strap goes along the chest was the most accurate. But I'll be honest, I don't know that many people who wear those. Most of the time, everyone is wearing them on their wrist. And the chest one is a little bit more accurate. The wrist one can still be accurate, but studies were so mixed. I found one study that said they were up to 50% off. I was like, 50% off? That is like flipping a coin. But then I found other studies that said they're only 10 to 20% off. So it varies a lot. And, And that difference is okay if you understand how it's monitoring. So that's one example is the head below the heart or the head even with the heart. It's not gonna show correct calories or heart rate in those situations. The second piece to that is if you are pausing often in your workouts to see what your heart rate is or to see how many calories you burned. I am going to be honest. I am going to disclose and tell on myself for a moment. So I had tons of friends who had watches and finally I got a watch and I thought, oh, this will be fun. I'm going to wear, you know, I'm curious how many, how much my heart rate is for this. And I'm just curious, you know, in different workouts and yada, yada, like what I do and, you know, how my heart rate is or calories burned or whatever else. And I wore it during kickboxing and I kept pausing to look at my watch. And the thing is in kickboxing, often my hand is above my head. My hand is below my head. My hand's across. My arms are flying all over the place. If you've ever seen me on my Instagram on Delicious Leaf and Healthy, you've seen my hands go everywhere. I often will film myself in my stories. I don't do a ton of reels or posts on it because, you know, it's just a little different, but I'll film myself in my stories. And I'd look down at my watch and without fail, I swear to you, at least 50% of the time, it was like showing that it was trying to think. It wasn't actually showing my heart rate. So I would stand there for like 10 to 15 seconds waiting for it to think and catch up to where my heart rate was. And sometimes I think I stood there longer than 15 seconds. And I realized, oh my gosh, I'm ruining my workout by looking at my heart rate monitor. This is silly. And I stopped wearing it. I just stopped wearing it because I realized in my brain, I am giving my all every single time. I don't need the watch to tell me my heart rate is high enough. I am huffing and puffing. I'm listening to how I feel. So a con would be if in your workout, if you are pausing to look at your watch, you are not listening to your body and you are actually hindering your workout. If you can go a whole workout and not look once, totally fine. But if you are pausing at all, I would stop wearing the watch because 
it is slowing you down and it's making you think, oh, I'm not working hard enough because my heart rate's not here. Or I'm, you know, didn't do as much right here because I thought I was going hard in this burpee, but all of a sudden my heart rate dropped. And then you can start feeling discouraged. Or if it's like mine where it's like reading, reading, circling forever, I don't know, maybe maybe I was dying and it wasn't showing my heart rate, but it happened tons. It happened all the time to me. And I realized I'm pausing and wasting my time just trying to look at it. It's probably just because, again, my body positioning, in those situations, I wouldn't wear it because you're actually not listening to your body, which your body is king. Your body is queen in our case, king or queen, depending on how you want to look at it. It knows if you are breathing hard, that's all you got to know. If you are sweating, that's all you got to know. You can monitor based on if you can talk. We did an episode a little while ago about the cardio zones where I talked about being able to breathe and that can do an estimation of your heart rate. It was episode 109, are you utilizing the five zones of cardio? And that gave just cues of ideas of like, if you can hold a complete sentence, your heart rate is lower. If you can only spit out one or two sentences, your heart rate is gonna be a lot higher. So you can kind of estimate what's going on by your ability to talk, by your ability to breathe, how much you're sweating and what you're feeling and that is enough. I think as a society, we have gotten so good at not listening to our body and listening to outside forces telling us what we should feel. And I know you may be thinking, but it's monitoring my own heart rate. Yes, but you're waiting for it to tell you you're doing a good enough job. We don't need advice to tell us we're doing a good enough job if that's how you're using it. Not everybody does. But if you are using it to tell yourself, yes, I'm getting a good workout. My watch says I'm getting a good workout. No. You know you're getting a good workout by how you feel, how you literally feel on the inside. That is way more important. The second piece to this is, as I mentioned, sometimes we'll look at that watch and we'll think, oh, not only stopping in the workout, but after the workout is done, feeling like we did a bad job because we only burned X amount of calories. I know people who they won't stop their workout until they burn 300 calories, 400 calories, 500 calories, whatever it is, they will just keep going. No matter how good of a workout is, no matter how much they were like, wow, that rocked. If they look down on their watch and their watch tells them something different, they're like, I got to jump on a bike. I got to do more. That is not allowing a workout to be the beauty that it is and that, wow, I worked my body and I feel great and I did such a good job. I gave my all in that workout and to leave happily. Instead, you're saying, I didn't do good enough because my heart rate monitor, because I didn't burn enough calories, I have to do more. And that can actually be discouraging. It can be negative. It's not always a negative experience, but if you're becoming obsessed or you have a rule of how many calories you should burn in each workout, you are missing the point of a workout. It is becoming about what you can lose rather than what you can gain. And you know I'm very anti that. I did an entire episode on focusing on gaining. You also don't realize if you're lifting heavy weights, you get a burn for 48 hours afterwards where your metabolism is elevated. In a cardio workout, your calorie burn is going to be real high. It's quick, your heart rate's high, and it's going to show high. In a solid strength training workout, your calorie is going to be, I should say your calorie burn is going to be a lot lower. And then in that situation, you would think, well, I got to do more cardio because I burn more calories in cardio. First of all, remember what I said about steady state and that your head always being above your heart. If you had push-ups in your strength training, 
It's not going to be fully accurate because your head is level with your heart. Second, the metabolism is only elevated for two hours after cardio. The metabolism is elevated for 48 hours after strength training. That means you are burning more calories doing nothing, nothing a few hours later because your body is trying to repair broken down muscle. Your body is working crazy trying to repair that muscle that's broken down. Cardio and strength training are both fantastic. I love them both. I don't hate on either of them. I see the beauty in both of them. But if you're focusing only on your heart rate and on calories burned, you're not going to see the beauty in strength training and how it benefits you hours and hours and even days later. So focusing on just the calories and the obsession of burning so many calories becomes negative, not only because it's not fully accurate depending on the body position, it's also not accurate for what exercises are the best for you. Strength training is going to build muscle. Muscle is going to burn more calories, hands down, over time. Cardio is fantastic. It stands for cardiovascular. It's perfect for training your heart and lungs. But if you're trying to build muscle, strength training is that key. And that's also going to help your bone density. Your bone density is going to help prevent osteoporosis as you age. Lifting weights also helps level hormones. There's so many layers to it that when we are just focusing on the calories burned, we're missing about exercise and the beauty as a whole. So if you are someone who has a set amount of calories you need to burn per workout for the workout to be good enough, I would take off your watch. I would take it off because you're missing the point of the workout and I want you to listen to your body and your body to tell you you did a good enough job. I know when I did wear mine for a little while, some workouts I would feel discouraged afterwards. And I actually had this conversation with my husband before I recorded this. And he's like, oh my gosh, that we were talking about the heart rate monitor. And he's like, I would have this killer workout with my friend. And then I'd check my watch and I'd almost feel bad. And then I thought, that's so weird because I had such a good workout. And we were saying how, yeah, you have to go off how you feel. You're giving it your all and that matters more. So if you're someone who obsesses over the calories burned, take it off. If you obsess over the heart rate and you're watching it in the workouts, if you're feeling bad about it, if you're feeling like you're failing, take it off. Lastly, I did find some studies that were linking the app trackers of health and fitness and, you know, the steps and calories and heart rate to stress and anxiety. And I'm not going to lie, it a little bit made me chuckle because I'm like, the point of exercise is to help release endorphins, which help lower cortisol, which helps lower stress. And anxiety is often relieved also by endorphins, and it helps lower things. I know I've been very open about the fact that I have anxiety, and I use exercise as a way to cope. I use exercise as a way to clear my mind and ease my heart and ease my head and move on and be able to focus on tasks and create things and be a good mother and take educational courses because I'm still always learning too. That's something people might not know about me and that I my husband teases me that I'm like a junkie and I enroll in, <laughs> I'll enroll in like five courses at once and then I'm like, oh, I can only do one. I don't know why I'm in five. <laughs> but that is an important piece and they have been linking anxiety and stress to these apps because people are feeling like they're failing because they are not able to do something they thought. They're not able to close the rings. They're not able to hit the amount of steps. They're not able to burn the calories or the heart rate. And as I said, I found studies that had it anywhere from 10% off to 50% off. I found one study that said 5% it could be off. But 
most of them were varied a lot. So you have to be aware of that, that you're taking something that is great and you're making it stressful. A little while ago, my husband was monitoring his sleep with a whoop. My husband has sleep apnea. And before we put him on a CPAP machine, he snored a lot. And he did a sleep test and they told him, oh my gosh, you're waking up like seriously multiple times in an hour. And he was trying to improve his sleep. And he, before he got a CPAP, he was wearing this whoop and it was telling him how sleep was. And he would obviously do the best he could. You can't like control yourself sleeping better. Like he would just go to sleep and he'd wake up in the morning and it would tell him he'd like only recovered like seriously like 10%. And it would cause him stress. He'd be like, oh my gosh, I just can't sleep well. I just can't sleep well. And then he would create anxiety and he'd go to go to bed the next night and he'd be like, I have to go to sleep because, you know, my, my tracker said that I only recovered 10% last night. And so I really need to get in bed. I really need to go to sleep. And then he'd be laying there trying to sleep and he'd be like, I really need to go to sleep because I'm not recovering. And even hearing me say that, aren't you feeling anxiety for me repeating what he was saying? It just created stress because he was feeling like I, I'm not doing what I need to do. So I'm going to force myself to do it. And it created more stress for him. And so I told him, take that off. You cannot control it. We're going to get you on the CPAP. We're going to fix things. But like, take that off because every morning you wake up and you're more stressed because of what that device told you than what you're actually feeling. What are you feeling? And he's like, yeah, I'm a little run down, but like, I wouldn't beat myself off if my tracker didn't tell me I was really run down. And so it started perpetuating the problem. It's like when someone tells you, (laughs) this is going to be kind of a funny example, but you know, when you're like kind of feeling good all day and you're like, oh, okay. And then you like see someone who knows me and they're like, you look tired. And you're like, oh, I do. Oh, I am kind of tired. I am tired. Man, it's been a long day. I'm really tired. And all of a sudden, the rest of the day, you're like, I am tired. I am tired. And it's only because someone told you you look tired. You didn't even feel tired (laughs) until someone pointed it out that maybe you look tired in your face. And then all of a sudden, you start thinking that too deeply and you're like, I'm tired. So if the watch is doing that to you, if your tracker, your health app, your Garmin, your Fitbit, whatever you use, if you're looking at it and it's making you feel a certain way, take it off. It is not needed. If it's making you feel like you're failing at your workouts, if it's making you feel like you're not getting enough sleep, if it's making you feel like you're not taking enough steps, those are negatives. Those are cons. They are mentally causing you problems. They're mentally creating anxiety and stress telling you, you know what, you're working out regularly, but you're not doing it good enough. And so you need to do it better. Here's what I need you to know. And this is what I want to end with. Again, in the beginning, I listed plenty of pros. If it helps you be consistent, if it makes you happy, if majority of the time it makes you happy that you're like, oh yes, I closed my rings. Keep it. Wear it, love it, enjoy it. If it makes you accountable, all great things. But if you're starting to link negative emotions with it, if you're starting to feel bad or like you have an inability to do something or you have to do a certain thing to be good enough of a workout or a day or an activity, whatever it is, take it off. It's causing you more hurt than help because of the mental effects it is having on you. And if you're not sure which category you fall in, pay attention this week and see how you feel. And see how you feel when you look at the watch and pay attention to what feeling you feel the most, discouragement or excitement. And based on those, you decide whether you should keep wearing it or not. 
That's it for today. As always, you are doing so much better than you think you are. All right, we'll chat next week.